With so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cubco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Hi guys, welcome back to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cubco. So today we have a guest, special guest with us from um, PlayStation. That's right, you're the first guest, Dia. First guest wow. ever. So, I feel very honored. Yes, you should be. I think wow. it's uh, it's really cool that you're here. Yes. So thanks for coming. Thanks for yeah. having me. We're going to talk a little bit about streaming, online gaming, all from a marketing perspective. Yeah. So I hope you gain some valuable knowledge along the way. And let's just start. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your field of work. So right what do you do? How do you do it? Background. Yes. Of course. Um, so I work at PlayStation. It's in the marketing team. I'm sort of in charge of all paid media and marketing analytics cool. um, across the whole Nordics. So nice. I work in a Nordic team and with my marketing managers. Uh, we run loads of campaigns and I oversee all the media of it. And um, of course, all the marketing analytics insights that we get from our uh, consumers, from the PlayStation itself. You know, we know what people are playing and how long. Okay. And we look at that and sort of implement it into our campaigns. Really? So you can actually see how long people are playing games yeah. and what games are playing yeah. and actually adjust your marketing to fit that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. I think that's really neat. I think a lot of brands want to do that to look at the content that people are consuming yeah. and adjust along the way. And, and mm -hmm. I think it's something we work on a lot with brands, but it's definitely the dream scenario. So that's or cool. Data is everything, isn't it? Yeah. At this point it is right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you're doing that. Um, and is it only, is it all media? Is it like paid social also like display yeah. banners, like so all, everything all out, digital. Of, out of home, all media pretty much. Right. So everything from out of home to digital and we're very digital focused in our marketing, especially yeah. in the Nordics, we're very digital savvy. So of course, right. high percentage of our uh, marketing is, is digital. Right. Mm -hmm. And how much would you say is like social versus out of home still or social versus even like display or Google search or? Well, mm, I'd say if we look at digital, I think somewhat around 30% would be in social. Okay. That's great. Well, yeah. this leads us very naturally to um, what is, what is streaming? I guess uh, that's where most of you influencers are found, right? Or, well, or something else. Yeah. Or something else. We do have we do have um, you know streaming influencers and Twitch and YouTube, but we actually have a lot of lifestyle lifestyle uh, influencers, and okay. we use Instagram a lot yeah, because okay. although PlayStation is you know gaming, exactly, we, it is quite broad. Yeah, it's um, very ubiquitous. Yeah. There's so many people that are gaming, and of course we have our hardcore gamers influencers and we use Twitch and YouTube for that but most of our influencer activity actually is is on lifestyle yeah Instagram of course inspiration and they use Instagram quite right. a lot but of course also YouTube okay yeah of mm -hmm. course I think there's a lot of I mean I can just know from my son who is a, a gamer I would call him because he's playing games almost every day for a couple of hours <laughs> um you know the amount of YouTube content that he consumes mm. when it comes to games is insane like it's just he's either playing a game and watching YouTube at the same time or, you know, whenever he's on his phone, he's on some YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of I think it's I mean, YouTube's done a great job of also leaning into that community mm -hmm. and supporting it and stuff like that. And it's interesting to see also Facebook 
trying to get into that. They haven't been that successful no. at it. <laughs> um, obviously, Twitch is massively successful mm -hmm. at it. Um, and then there's uh, the platform that Ninja came off of. I can't even remember. Steam? The Was Steam? it Steam's? I don't, I don't remember. Know. But, I mean, it's funny. You also see a lot of other brands that are popping up um, in this gaming sort of streaming sort of world. But, but how do you see streaming playing out in the next few years? Like, is it going to be a big part of your marketing or is it, do you think that it's something that you sort of are watching or what's, what do you think is going on? Well, I think it's, it's growing. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of brands are opening their eyes for streaming and gaming within streaming. Streaming yeah. is a little thing, but specifically if you look into, you know, gaming on, on Twitch and in YouTube, the influencers, that are streaming on there just have a huge reach and so yeah. much engagement in there. And if you can sort of get away into that as a brand, I think, uh, you know, yeah. it will be growing, but I don't think it's for everyone. So yeah. it's sort of, how can you, how can you get in there? And I think a lot more people are opening up to it. I think they're in looking ahead. I think, you know, they, it will expand, but I think a lot of companies right now are sort of looking to see how can we get into the gaming market because it doesn't just help to put a gaming sticker on your product and then you're sort of just catching that target group that everyone wants to to reach right you sort of have to really to make sure that the then your brand speaks yeah. with this kind of universe yeah. because it is a very it's a large community yeah and there's a lot of engagement like you said within yeah. the community and for brands how do you see brands capitalize on this world well, I think it is just to make sure that you ha the the match is there, or if not, make the right angle for it. Yeah. And I, you know, from from a marketing perspective, we, you know, where from my position where I said I of course see streaming and that you know it's great um, place to place your ads. Mm. You know, whenever people see streams, you know, it's not necessarily about being on the platform. No. It's also about like. It's a media yeah, that you can be a part of. Contextually targeting people when yeah. you know when they're in this in the stage where they're streaming, you know, they might be yeah. open to see some PlayStation content. But yeah. also, I think sponsoring um, events, gaming events, they sort of just looking at. I think you also we should look into the sporting um, yeah. area. You know how how brands are, are sponsoring sport like football. Yeah. How, mm -hmm. how brands really want to get into that. I think that could be a way that brands will go into gaming because it's growing so much. And then especially here in, in the situation that we have now with Corona, everything can be done digitally easily. Of course. Right. You know, it's a big scene you so know, to e get into that. sports is coming up yeah. because yeah. real sports is going down in some ways. Yeah. Then, you know, way to use their influences, partnering up with them, sponsoring events. Yeah. And of course, normal ads on, on the streaming platforms. I think that's we're going to see much more of it. And I think we're going to see it grow in yeah. a lot. In yeah. Future. So if you're a boring coffee brand <laughs> and you just want to sponsor somebody or do some product placement yeah. instead of like being the coffee brand that does gaming, which mm -hmm. might not fit with your brand, you can also just do other product placement or mm -hmm. ad placement or things like that. Right. Yeah. So, and I think also coffee from a generational standpoint is, is probably losing a little bit of steam with the younger crowd. So maybe it's it's time that some big coffee brands like okay we want to go into <laughs> into streaming yeah. or sponsor a uh, an esport team or but, something like that. Yeah, they need the caffeine anyways, yeah. right? 
Focus. And right now, the yeah. energy drinks are sort of winning that, aren't they? They are winning that, exactly. and that's, this is like the original energy mm-hmm. drink. Because right? I think, so. and also for for brands, because of course, gaming and and the whole streaming is had, you know, sort of a stereotypical type to it. And in the beginning of it, you know, you it was boys sitting in the mom's yeah. basements, and it's you know, much just different now. now it's so broad and it's so wide. And I think you know, brands can see that it's opening up. And yeah. but I think someone someone like. Um, energy drinks like red bull monster really you know they got their first they were the one you know to really sponsor the um the gaming uh communities um red bull and ninjas got like a really cool collaboration um and monster just really dominating the pc gaming uh are they yeah so that's their like angle so they're not really into the consoles they're into the pcs well i think it's very much like the pc uh the crew there yeah that they're, okay, they're going into yeah but i think you're right in a sense like it's opening up and we we actually connected a little bit on um you know politics aside the whole aoc thing yeah where that was kind of came out of nowhere and mm. really uh, i think that hopefully opened up a lot of brands eyes into yeah oh this is um this is something more than just you know just a twitch or just a platform where people stream their gaming this is Mm. like a place where people actually connect yeah and i think it's i mean we're a social media agency so i think that you know all media is kind of social in some ways now and so i'm really like pushing that hard with a lot of people that i work with is that media is you know it has to be social or it doesn't Mm. really work anymore and i think this particular social media twitch um and for those of you at home who don't, don't know, but basically uh, AOC, the politician, the Democratic politician in the U.S., she announced that she wanted to play on Twitch, like with somebody. Uh, they wanted to play, um, what was the Among game? Us. Among Us, yeah, yeah, which has been very, very popular. And she just reached out on Twitter and then like all of these famous streamers and famous people mm. were like, yeah, I'll play with you. Mm. Uh, and like it just went, it, I think it's the biggest streaming yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. So it's the biggest stream ever. And and that's just incredible. I think that really is a, a watershed moment in gaming and in streaming in general. And mm. I think we're going to see more of that. So And a good example yeah. of how much engage, engagement it can drive, right? Yeah. To this community. And how to tap into like a completely different target group that, you can, that they can usually do through broad mass media. You know, we're always talking about how to reach this specific target groups especially young males yeah. and younger generation really and you know places like twitch is just a really good place to do it and yeah i think the aoc example it's you know it's really good a good case but not every politician can just do that she can no. do that because she's her and she's already done something a bit like it. i think she is quite active on um I don't want to say this, but a Nintendo Switch. She likes oh. it. I think it's. We can bleep that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Don't go there. Who are you talking about? I don't, I don't remember the what? name of it. It's Animal Crossing or Animal Kingdom. Okay. You know, I don't really care about Nintendo. So no, exactly. They have a game. Who and does, she, really? And she plays it. And so it's quite natural for her to go on to that. Even though she hadn't played it, it was just, it was such a good fit. And the way yeah. she just n- normally. Yeah, Nintendo would be the way to, that it goes, right? Like for her in yeah. some ways, like it kind of fits. Yeah, to that game, I think. Yeah, that and makes how sense. she just she just made it work and naturally yeah. had a conversation with, you know, a guy in Ireland, I think, about you know free healthcare, mm. and mm. it just it just worked out really well, and yeah. it's just a good way to yeah. connect with. I think gaming is actually that that thing. I mean, I see my son playing it a lot, and also I have like 
it's it is if it isn't if a game isn't social in some ways mm. if it doesn't have that sort of multiplayer fortnite style mm. or even fifa's like you're playing online against other people yeah. like do you find that like the games in general have to be social or they don't work and do you guys use that social aspect in your marketing at all or is it more just like this is a cool game this is a cool console like what do you guys focus on mm, well there's social gaming and, and games like Fortnite that you know is really popular it's, it's not our main focus it's not our first party um, software and the games that we usually launch is is more um, one player oh is um, it okay especially what we have as as our first party so uh-huh. um, the last of us or spider-man even right. you know it is not multiplayer games right and you know we work with um gaming publishers like uh, activision and yeah. who, who does call of duty and that has a social yeah. aspect to it and that's really popular as well yeah. and you know it's two different things like the people who play call of du- duty you know go it's fast paced are not the people who sit and really indulge themselves in yeah. in in an open world sort of um yeah. game like the last of us or red right. dead or something like that i'm more in that camp yeah like even though i'm a social guy i like to just immerse myself in a world and be mm. like okay i'll play red dead for yeah two hours or whatever and just like play the storyline of it yeah which i think is much more fun but, but we also see that as two completely different target groups yeah do you think the younger game. ones are going more towards social gaming yeah or is it split or it is but even though the we can we as we know from the console we also see that people who really like to play um, one player game and really that's sort that sort of category of games all, you know they you know they'll take a game of FIFA as well or right. Fortnite but I think you're either one or the other oh um, really so you see that in the demographics yeah I think if you if you want to like you you pick one okay that's interesting. even would though you target you them differently or how would you target these kind of different personas you can do it by the games they play I guess but yeah what? we can we have some first party data that we can use to to sort of target them um but we also have like insights because we make segmentations of, of our gamers and we know they're a bit different and and the you know the we call them our connoisseurs you know the ones who really like playing these games and really indulge themselves into it right they act differently than the people who like to play fifa yeah but it's not that much different no but we do see a bit of change and of course we try to target them um yeah i would assume but it's probably the wrong assumption that the older target audience likes the old school not old school but like the the single player. single player type of thing and the younger crew likes this the more multiplayer but i'd probably be wrong in that right is isn't it like all over the place i think it's all over the place yeah. Yeah. Um, but i do think something like fortnite and the social aspect to it makes it a lot easier for, for younger kids to get into it they can yeah. play with their friends yeah. um and especially now it's really good thing you can play with your friends online yeah. and don't have to see each other right it's really helping right during yeah. these times right yeah mm-hmm. do you see any split on the gender side like is it i guess you guys target mostly young males but there must be a growing trend of, of female players right? yeah a yeah big growing trend. we don't really target males specifically we also it's more like a 50 50 when we look into our data we you know it, it is male skewed but yeah. it's not really heavily skewed no. Can, Can you see? tell us a little bit more about the personas, maybe? We... Well, we just sort of look into, you know, our, our core gamers and just sort of the, and we have sort of more of a base um, gamers, you know, the people who once in a while 
turn on the PlayStation and play whenever there's a game they like. But right. we also have the gamers who play three hours a day. Um, right. The, you know, the true gamers and yeah, yeah. So there's like casual gamers. Yeah. As you call them, yeah, I guess, casual like most gamers. Call them, and then you'd call like the gamer gamers. Mm. And I guess both have have some sort of differences in how they approach games. And I guess they buy less games. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and of course, our hardcore gamers are connoisseurs, or yeah. what we call them. Um, yeah, and it's hard you know, to talk to those guys. I think, like, I actually had a conversation with somebody else at PlayStation um, not too long ago, and I won't name any names. And one of the things he was mentioning was that, you know, one of the hard things about advertising towards these groups is that you have to be in the know. Yeah, like you really have to. You can't like, if you don't understand the target. Mm you're screwed because you will be talking like uh, to a brick wall because you don't understand yeah. the the nuances of how they talk or how they, mm. so you really have to be in the culture, I think, yeah. of it, right? So I guess that, that, I guess that's for every brand, but I think more and more specifically for, for a PlayStation or a gaming brand, you really have to know your shit or else you're... <laughs> They're going to be like, who's doing their social media or who's yeah. doing their ads? Yeah. Because they don't understand us at all. So I'm faking it along the way because I don't know. Yeah. You don't. No. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're buying media, right? So you're, you're doing a little bit different, right? But, yeah. But, I but guess the guys like, who are speaking to them directly, you know, our social yeah. media managers, they, they yeah. know their stuff because they have mm -hmm. to and our community to. managers as well, oh, you know. So it's a combination of hardcore data and then yeah. community management because you have to activate those influencers. Yeah. And for... For to find these influencers, you kind of have really to know the communities and what mm. communities they represent, and yeah. kind of that's why yeah we need to know the different kind of personas, right? Yeah, in able yeah. to activate the communities. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Do you have any tips and tricks to for brands that would like to further involve themselves into this kind of market? Mm. Well, it's difficult because it's so easy for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to get into the gaming uh, communities, of course, but it's also uh, it's also a bit diff difficult because, you know, we're sort of it's like using the football analogy again. We like the the shoe they play with. You know how, mm. you know, other than them using our product, you know, it's how do we get them to make content of the game they're playing that isn't just the game they're playing or a picture of the, um, right. of the. Dual Sense or Dual Shock or whatever they're playing with, um, but I think for for other you know brands, I think it's I, I mentioned it before, but finding the angle of it, because I think the um, the audience there they're really picky. Then they're gonna know if it doesn't match and it won't match. Right. So finding a, a cool good angle and don't just go into gaming because everyone else is doing it. Right. Do it because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, because it is. You have a natural, somewhat natural fit. Yeah, or at least yeah. try to find some way to do it. Like, right. Find a narrative. Like, banking mortgage might not be the <laughs> thing to promote what? in really? there. <laughs> For that segment, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> For that segment, yeah, maybe if there's like a, a game that's uh, a little bit more about money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe it makes sense, like, because there is so many. Actually, that's kind of funny yeah. to think about because you could find an angle in a sense of. Monopoly. When know. you're spending, because well, you are spending in-game dollars. Yeah. A I lot guess. of times, right? So yeah. there could be a natural product placement where, you know, Danska Bank owns the, the <laughs> bank yeah. within a game. Or mm. that's kind of funny, right? Or, of course. 
or visa like visa yeah. is where you you know pay stuff, pay stuff or buy stuff <laughs> within the your game. first yeah. visa is digital that's kind of funny then maybe ethics goes a bit into it you know they're younger kids yeah exactly we don't want stories how they use their parents visa no but it could buy, be like your to buy first... in-game so um... visa if you're listening <laughs> there's an idea for you listen you want to have your first credit card in a game yeah they can just buy it off of uh you know on some sort of store the playstation virtual, store virtual the virtual visa, visa. <laughs> in playstation store there you go free yeah. idea <laughs> actually it's a good idea right yeah, yeah come on no okay. we actually do in-game advertising sometimes yeah um which is also another way to, to get into and it beer and no, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah um but we do like um for mobile games and, and and what else we can buy we we buy display in the game that's actually quite a cool thing so in like it's if the game is placed in a, in a city or something we will be on the uh, billboards Billboard. in there and that's because oh, okay. if that's you quite know, cool yeah they're in the universe anyway we might not might as well advertise in there and yeah. i think that if you find it difficult to find the right match with a partnership or something right. that could be a way because it's just an exposure i guess just like yeah. a display banner but it's in the game and it's yeah. it's just a cool gimmick i think and there's and a lot of dimensions into that actually yeah yeah it's interesting yeah and i think also we've seen uh, on the advertising side deeper sort of stuff like for example at easter time cadbury made like a, a sort of a virtual easter egg hunt mm -hmm. within Fortnite. yeah and like i think there there's opportunities there as a brand to to do mm. stuff um and i think that's sort of some of that's missed opportunities that brands are just not thinking about it yeah in a bigger way like how could we do something cool in game that's mm. not i mean it's very cool to have a display within it but also on a deeper level yeah doing content of some kind yeah right so i think who there's someone who i can't remember the name of someone did a concert in fortnite at some point yeah travis scott, travis scott and also yes. marshmallow yeah. has done it they did it and then that travis scott thing was insane. was it like tenet or something who revealed the trailer i, uh, I can't remember it's yeah, a Warner brother right. movies of some sort yeah. they revealed like a trailer in game in fortnite and there was like a big like countdown to it and stuff yeah that's you know that's really cool that's where you're way. mixing the culture and like what's yeah. going on outside into it right yeah. and i think that's i think that's also where brands need to play like releasing a nike shoe like mm. characters avatars can get the shoe before yeah. anybody else mm. or whatever i think that we're going to see much much more of that i think mm. it's just going to come through a lot right yeah and of course if you then partner up with some streamers and say okay the streamers is going to wear the shoes at the same time they're playing the game with the shoes or whatever it is or drinking the coffee or you know what add i mean so <laughs> yeah you can add some layers in and i think you'll see much much more creativity that way so yeah it's going to be exciting but even if you go beyond the gaming and the streaming i think and if your brand doesn't really fit in the gaming there are plenty of other streamers that yeah this there's game. like, like DIY wide streamers there's, go into twitch there's yeah. so many like cooking and singing yeah. and everything yeah you know there are opportunities to tap into it and it doesn't have to be yeah. hardcore gaming yeah you're that's absolutely or, right. and there are a lot of cool cases of that at twitch do a lot of yeah. cool um, branding partnerships with uh with their streamers yeah i think twitch has been the best and i think mm. um, i mean well youtube has obviously done a good job as well but i I've, i'm thinking that twitch is the winner at this point um on the streaming market but yeah Let's see where it goes. I'm mm -hmm. very excited to watch that. Yeah, we exactly. haven't done any streaming on Twitch, but maybe we should try. 
Yeah, but we can because... go live with the podcast. <laughs> I guess that's what you do. Like it's like sporting events go live, and then some people are just commentating it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and now Spotify like is also in the game, right? Yeah. with with podcast streaming, Joe mm. Rogan, right? That'll just mm -hmm. like I think most brands or most platforms are going to go the streaming route. I actually saw I was looking at some of the ad formats from Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've you've ever done this, but for half a million dollars, you can basically own the streaming on Twitter for your event. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to like just have just like to spend. dominate <laughs> Twitter with your live stream, you've got half a million, mm. you can do it. And I thought that's an interesting ad product. Like I never it thought is. like you could, because then like basically anybody that logs in. It's going yeah, to be the first thing they it. see, right? So if we're talking about millions of people. But thinking about how many brands sit with like events budget that they can use these days because of Corona, you they know, do it on why not? You know, they're trying yeah. to, to sort of launch different things and make big yeah. cultural moments digitally. Something like that is ideal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people look Drop a half it. a million on it and then they get it. Right? <laughs> All the bigger brands that yeah. might be peanuts in the US or something. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to cost you 10 million for a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, you might as well. Maybe do that. you want to drop half a million on a YouTube mm. or sorry, a Twitter stream. Yeah. And then you, you kind of capture a large audience, right? So, mm. yeah. Cool. Why do, you, why do you guys think, um, I mean, gaming, this whole universe phenomenon is not new, but why do you guys think there's still a little bit of hesitation? with the brand jumping in, like uh, tapping into this opportunity, because usually we see a lot of brands just dive right into, you know, new platforms or whatever, utilize these new kind of phenomenons. Why do you guys think brands might hesitate on using streaming and gaming? Well, I think in the beginning, I think they thought it was very niche. Mm. I think they thought it was very, still very, some do, like right? TikTok, still some right? do. Yeah. yeah. They're, you know, and it's, it's always scary to do something new as a big brand and, a lot of companies probably sit with a lot of corporate rules and regulations, but it's slowly opening up. But I do think it's because, you know, they thought it was very niche and how, how, sh why should they partner up with that? Should yeah. they sort of, why are they, yeah, yeah it's the for right kids fit. or yeah. it's like, it hasn't really yeah. occurred to them that it's so ubiquitous yeah. that, that it is a, a, a viable channel. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, they, we see this with almost everything that is a cultural phenomenon at the start. Yeah. like rock mm. music or skateboarding or like you know x games like it was you, you start really small with a niche group and then all of a sudden some stuff just goes becomes pop culture mm -hmm. and some stuff and i think gaming right now is hitting that pop cultural moment where mm. it's just everywhere and the aoc thing that we talked about before yeah it's a clear example of this thing just becoming something that is so for everybody that it's it's now it's almost too late to get in. It might be at yeah. the it might be at the tipping point mm -hmm. where it's like oh shit we should have done this like three years ago, but I think it'll open up. I think a lot of brands will jump in now. Yeah, so, ask so. your agencies how to capitalize on the these opportunities. Oh, is that a, right? is that a plug? <laughs> <laughs> ask your agency. Ask your agency. See uh, the potential. Don't ask your agency. Ask us. <laughs> you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So Dia, you worked on both sides from a brand with the digital marketing, right? both from agency side and from the brand side. Could you tell us a little bit more about the different variations of, uh, of working with from two different sides? Well, yes, uh, 
have to be careful what I say now, yeah. but <laughs> maybe Tell all us. agency people spill out it. there. <laughs> spill it. No, I really, I really like working in the agencies, and of course, it's fast-paced, and you work with a lot of clients, and you, you, you get to try a lot of things. But working in the branding side, on the brand sides, you, you get to deep dive into much more of your stuff. And everyone who works at an agency know that you're pretty much putting out fires all the time. Mm. <laughs> <You> really? <have laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just nice really you know just focus on one product and just really thinking about all the opportunities within that product and just you yeah know, you get to go deeper much yeah. deeper right yeah and that's really nice and a good change at some point and it's just nice to be on the other side of the table i guess yeah i told you guys before how i being haven't been on an agency mm. you, you learn to talk bullshit so that's always a, a, no, a good <laughs> we never talk bullshit <laughs> no never not you guys no no we're very uh Non-bullshit. No, no bullshit. No bullshit. Policy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. I think there's a lot of like... Lingo. Right yeah, there. there's a lot of lingo and I think there's yeah. a lot of like... Excuses. Excuses? No. <laughs> no, but it's no just... but I think there's... I mean, we have a very transparent agency, mm. but like I think there's a lot of... You also have to sell some yeah. stuff, right? Mm. And sometimes clients, you know, you have to convince them and there's a little bit of, of okay because you don't know like none of us have a crystal ball to say this ad's gonna work like mm. i don't know if it's gonna work i can i can predict it might be working yeah. but at the end of the day it comes down to a lot of different factors so i think that's where as an agency owner sometimes we have to do a lot of convincing to say hey this is a good strategy this is gonna work and you could call that a little bit of bs because the truth is nobody knows but i think that's um where sometimes we also say to our clients, we have no idea, like it might work. Mm. Right? But it's a matter of seeing potential in it and try it out. Yeah, but I but I totally agree with you. Like when you're on the brand side, you, you and if you've worked on the agency side, you can kind of smell when they're like trying <laughs> to sell you too hard on yeah. something. It's like, is this a real product on your shelf or is this something that's, you know, sort of a dream ship in mm -hmm. the air right so i think you're right in that sense no, that what do you think could be the forces with the well, agency i was just gonna do you mean if i worked in an agency or the brand because i was just gonna say i work really close with my agency mm. uh, on on the strategies and, and i don't think they bullshit on that because i'm i'm a part of it so mm. we work on it together and yeah. make sure that the strategy is on point and and everything is running um and i think one of the strengths of having worked in the agency is for me to sort of communicate out to my to my stakeholders internally how the processes sometimes works, mm. why something doesn't go live in right. five minutes, the all the processes that is within an agency. And it's yeah. not just whenever we have our social media manager to just push something live. There are right. there are more processes when you're in an agency because it's a big house. And yeah. I think a lot that's of approvals, that's, that's a lot a, of people. That's a strength from 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 having worked at one and and of yeah. course being able to to also call out when something isn't the way it should be, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, I, I think also having the perspective, because I've done both sides as well. I've mm. worked for client side and I've also worked on agency side. And I think one of the things that I've noticed working on that side and then, or working on the client side and then working with an agency is that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of leverage a brand can have if they really understand the process, if they understand like how things are done, you can actually streamline things mm. very, very well 
and can actually slim down the process quite quite dramatically because you're not like worried about um, strategy check-ins all the time and there's less like if you can pull the insights yourself like there's a lot to be gained from that because I think a lot of people rely on their agencies to give them those insights and mm. that's also where there's room for some bullshit because they can kind of media agencies or or any kind of agencies can kind of say well here's the results but data is very subjective in some ways like you can really you know you can spin something a certain way if you know how to spin it a certain way and 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 it's not so clear it's not so cut and dry like you don't have all the layers of why something is working and why it's not so i think that's where there's a lot of at least i've seen a lot of bs is like because you can basically spin it and say this is doing great <laughs> but then when you really look at it you're like wait a second how come we have like a thousand clicks from pakistan on this uh, <laughs> on this ad campaign when we were you know not targeting that at all yeah and there's a lot of that sort of stuff that you need to sift through mm. and uh, and if you have experience with that then it's great because then you can go in and be like no guys i need the what's what's reality here let's go deeper yeah and find those find those numbers or find that data that makes sense yeah so i think you're absolutely right there so always, you've, you've seen both sides i always try to with my agency always try to tell me when things are bad yeah i think mm. it's a strength that agency this is not working right. instead of trying to Hide you it. know walk around it and, and not right. really say and like just say if it's not bad and yeah. say that we're changing it because it makes us better mm -hmm. that's yeah. the thing like it has to be that way and with digital media, say you try something say it didn't work yeah. you know that's the way we're going to learn yeah. if we just you know try to hide the truth in some way that you know yeah. let's talk about click rate or something just you know <laughs> let's yeah exactly <laughs> just yeah. tell me if it's not working and let's fix it and let's yeah. do something yeah. else let's pivot from it of course yeah that also depends on the client and you know the, yeah yeah the brand also i guess yeah yeah for sure do you have a setup where you guys can pivot pretty easy because we find that a lot of customers come to us because we do content and paid in the same house yeah so we're able to like if a piece of content's not working we can see right away and then change it mm. do you, are you guys able to do that Mm, not really we don't have that much content i mean we don't create it ourselves we get everything from our global team right. uh, and it is the content that usually is the game right so that's pretty much what we have so okay. it's more the strategy right. that we can change yeah um targeting yeah targeting where are you putting the media, media something not working you know let's you know, right. pivot from that okay. or what about the influencer marketing uh, the ambassador you use there there would be a separate strategy for them or is it yeah, that's actually that's applied? much more local okay yeah, um, I think so. We're pretty much tied up to a global strategy and stuff on the, on the marketing side. So it's easy to align. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our um, uh, media is also being bought from Central, from from a hub in London. Unfortunately, we don't have that here in, in Denmark. We're allowed to do it. In the Nordics, we can do it ourselves. But a lot of other territories are run from, from one place. Oh, really? So all biddable media is just bought in, in, the media, in our media agency in London. Yeah. Okay. Which luckily we don't have that, so we can actually look in more into the strategies and pivot and okay. um, deep dive into them. That's cool. Yeah. So that's okay. So that's your been your experience on the working from both sides. And do you have any advice for somebody maybe on the agency side that wants to work for a brand? What would be the the number one tip you have for them? Um, 
be good at your job. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. That's Tell the good. truth yeah. in a good way. I think yeah. brands in some way, and when you send the, um, the brand side, you, it's good to hear the truth. And, yeah. you know, because then we can change something. It's easy to, to you know, work around the truth yeah. and just, you know, try to find the client you want and sort of work your way into that. And Okay. And so if you want to work on the brand side, it's all about like if you're at an agency, um, finding a good client. Yeah, and get the and competences. Then, and then that work you... your way in. Yeah. Uh, Cubco employees that are listening, disregard <laughs> all of this. Do not go work for a brand. <laughs> Stay here forever. Um, no, but I get I get that. I mean, I think that's um, like you said before when, before the podcast. You were like, okay, that's been you know definitely a lot of people in media agencies have you know a dream to actually go on the the brand mm. side and that was sort of what you did right yeah you know you have the ability to to build up great competences because everything is so fast-paced right. and you, you get to experience so many different things uh, and you learn quick and you stay updated with the newest trends and everything with in that specific area of the agency yeah. whether it be media or creative um you just learn a lot and you learn fast and it's a good way to build up consensus that you yeah. can then use on, on the brand side if that's what you want and not yeah. that you can't stay on the agency. But if you do want to go on the branding side, agencies are a great way in because there's so many aspects of it, whether it be insights or yeah. the actual buying or the creative part of it. It's yeah. I think brands also want to scoop up people from agencies. Hmm. I know that was like I, I've done, like I said, I've done both. I've done client side and agency side. And I think when I went client side, that was one of the key things that got me the job mm. because they, the, the brands that, that I sort of were hired by were like, oh, you've got agency experience. Perfect. Because they knew that that was a good, like you said, minor league for building up competencies really quickly and being able to provide a different kind of perspective. Right. Mm. So, um, so I, I totally agree with you. I've, I often tell people like do both, like work brand side, work uh, agency side because you really get those two perspectives and it'll really help you in your career right to, to wear mm. those two shoes to understand like what are their pains what are your pains like all that kind of stuff um would you ever work agency side again yeah yeah and what would what uh <laughs> what's sort of the criteria that you look at um that i don't have to time register no <laughs> <laughs> no of course not i'd I think Why? What's wrong with time registering? I think working at agency is great. It's great fun. And like I said, it's fast paced. Everything's you, you learn to be so agile and it's fun. It's fun yeah. to work in agency because you get, if you get bored with something easily, you know, it's easy. You just move on to the so next little, thing. Yeah. But if you're sort of missing, you know, deep diving really deep something. diving in, into something and just focusing on one brand and just being really good at that, you know, brand side is, is a good place to be. But if you want to be right. sort of more of an, all-around player agency is great yeah, yeah you kind of have all you have yeah. to have, kind of wear many hats yeah and it's but that's ways. fun like yeah. every day's you know different you, you yeah. get a new client you learn so much about a new product and then the next day it's something yeah. different of course there is yeah. things that are the same so if you want to work for a brand it's good because you get to go deeper into what you're doing and, mm. and how does it affect the business which i think is also really cool because you yeah. can see that um and then you don't have to time register if you go work yeah. for a brand typically <laughs> so that's depends nice. on what brand i guess like yeah. there's also huge corporate companies that also kind of have the workflow of an agency yeah. right yeah. when we go when we scale up yeah 
And actually one thing, having worked with the agency that I try to do with my agency is also to be more transparent from our side, because mm -hmm. that's something I missed when I was in the agency. So the campaign we just run, how did it actually affect business? How did yeah, it affect sometimes sales? sometimes you're missing that on the agency you know, side and to see how it so, goes. Because you're so on yeah. to the next thing. So I really try to, to, to give the information that I can give, of course, yeah. everything that's that's not too confidential. I, I want yeah. to give to my agency so they know how it actually went and, yeah. and give them the insights that, that I have so they can, I think if you have the agency much closer to you, you can get a better strategy and they have a better understanding of you as a client and yeah. that just works much better. 100% agree. I think that's also been lacking on the sort of agency client relationship mm. for many years is that that last, you know, last mile yeah. Of, of data or last mile of insights is really critical mm. to building the, the business, but also like building the client relationship because you can really see, yeah. okay, where can we improve and what can we do next time? So yeah. That's cool. Okay. Great. I think that's it. That's the last today. question? That's the last question. Okay. But what we have it? a giveaway. Okay. Or not a giveaway. No. We do have a giveaway, but should we do both? So Dia is getting a, a very nice, let's, let's give her the gift here. It's heavy. It's heavy. What's in there? Is it a PlayStation 5? <laughs> it's, it's not released yet. Well, it's not released, released yet. yet. Dang. So. On the so, 19th. Okay. On the 19th. <laughs> November the, November the 19th, everybody. No product placement. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's paid for this ad. If you'd like to win this PlayStation 3, though, <laughs> can I give away the PlayStation 3? Yeah. If you'd like to win this PlayStation okay. 3, comment, <laughs> comment, rate this podcast. And comment and on uh, on YouTube, and we will send you this PlayStation Three with not only FIFA Nine <laughs> and FIFA Ten, not only FIFA Eleven, but also FIFA Twelve. Sports champions, I'm keeping, so you can't have that. But if you'd like to win this PlayStation Three with all four of these games, comment below review. and review. Mm -hmm. And but, then we have. As a thank you for coming and uh, sharing all your knowledge with us, we would like to give you this very nice social media socks tote bag. And uh, inside it, we usually have candy stuff inside it. But What's um, in it today? Today, there is a little t-shirt. That's nice. Cool. It, it really looks small though. <laughs> and a cap. Well, that's not a cap, it's a beanie. Beanie. Oh. That's, that's, an, that's, that's actually, nice. le that's Legacy Cupco. And a little sticker. Wow. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's more stickers actually. And of course. Oh, nice wine. bottle of wine. Of course. Do you drink wine? You guys know me so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we Way to my wine. heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, but thank you so and much for, uh, and of course the tote bag, yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you guys listening at home enjoyed that and got some great insights from Dia here. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the next podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk to Christopher, the global social media manager for Hummel Sports. If you guys know Hummel, it's a great shoe brand that is very well known in Denmark and Northern Europe and making its way across the world. And we're going to talk to him and we will see you guys next week on the Social Media Sucks podcast. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. This has been the Social Media Sucks podcast.